Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne McLeod. And I'm Corey Harding. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the effing 40s. Yes, I like to do it like a, as meditation before I start the show. The bells? You have to the hear bells. the bells? Well, yeah, because sometimes, you know, even when we're doing commercials, if we just try to do our outros, how many times did it take me today? I'm yeah. good if I'm just like got this momentum. Yeah. Sometimes when you make me focus and actually remember things, we all know how this works out for me. Yeah. Not no, very I, well. I, I get it. Not very well. So, Corey, what's going on with you this week? What's the big lowdown? Uh, the lowdown this week is uh, we're changing everything in our lives again and being told that we uh, have to do things a certain way. So it's, uh, for me, that's the biggest thing. I'm down in the dumps last night after uh, the emergency call came over both my phones at the same time. Yeah, I remember I screenshotted and, it just yeah. right before we got on stage too, pretty much. So that was pretty crazy. It was just like, wow, this is really happening. Yeah, it kind of sucks uh, when that stuff happens too, when you're about to go on and perform, if, especially if you're trying to do things in a light way. Um, it's not, it's not a fun headspace to try and wrestle yourself out of, but that's a uh, part. But of you it. did, you brought a mic stand to conduct li- lightning <laughs> so in the building. <laughs> so I mean, so, really? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm now going, I am now going to petition the government that everybody must, uh, carry around six foot lightning rods, uh, strapped to their bodies, uh, to reduce the risk of, uh, dying from, uh, lightning strikes. Because, uh, if we can just save one person, I, I do believe that's worth it. It's very important. Right. Good thing we're not getting canceled yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lightning rod. How can you say you it? It's a gray area. Come on now. You can't cancel us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, with that being said, uh, for our worldwide listeners, Alberta's getting their asses handed them like the rest of the provinces in Canada right now. It's becoming a mandate vaccine situation where, as I don't know if anybody's ever looked at your charter of rights, but wasn't there something in there about vaccines not being mandated? It's not mandated. And that's, that's the important thing, but they have, they're playing this game of chess and uh, it's not a mandate. It says right on the uh, Alberta health services, it's not mandated. It's just going to be very hard for you to take part in voluntary services. Mm. Like, uh, you know, for instance, in theory, uh, they should have been asking for things today in certain places. And uh, you know, if it's considered part of life, daily life, or you know, something that's life important to life, I forget the wording they used. So things like grocery stores and that, you're still not going to have to be double vaxxed to walk into a grocery store to go get stuff like that. Those are things that are just part of daily life, right? So, but it's like, oh, okay, you want to go to the movies? Uh, you want to do something voluntary that's fun? Yeah, you're going to have to show up and show these passports. So they're limiting your fun, in a certain capacity and, you know, it's just a little chess maneuver, but it's also kicking the whole thing down the road because they didn't make official vaccine passports. What they've given you is something that you can print and or PDF on your phone to show as proof, which puts all these businesses in this weird gray area of like, okay, he's shown me proof. I've asked for proof. I've done my thing. If AHS comes through the door and starts asking people for proof, they can show proof to AHS. So everybody's clear here. But now am I going to have to, as a business owner, go, well, wait a second. PDFs can be copied, man. Right? So now I got to, A, make sure that this certificate, it matches this person's ID. Right? So now, now this is a two-step process. Right? And even then, I can't be sure that this person is genuinely 
right? So the next step here, the next ultimate step that's going to happen, because th- this is what they've set themselves up for in this gray area. You look at the way the rules are written, it's like, well, we didn't really accomplish anything. And that's why I say they're kicking this political football down the road further. But the next step is going to be this absolute tracking system where we need to we need it hooked into an official database. Everyone needs to carry the same type of identification and certification to go places because right now you still don't know if these things are official. They're not done in an official way, right? So that's the problem. That's what Alberta's done here is they've played this little chess game and said, okay, we're going to take away most of your fun, right? You can still go out and live your life. And if you're, if you're happy to go home and, you know, go do whatever, you know, get your gas, whatever, stay outside and not go into indoor things. That's okay with them so far, but eventually it's going to turn into a further step of certification. And that's, what's going to have to happen because I don't think they really no, I don't, I don't did anything in, in, in that sense of it. Even when you look at what's happening with the restaurants, it's like, okay, well, if you're implementing the program, if you're going, okay, to come into my restaurant, we're going to be checking for these, uh, you know, vaccine certification. That means, according to the law, if, if you've implemented that program for your restaurant, your employees don't have to be vaccinated. You don't have to implement the program on them, right? So you, don't have, to, zero you don't have to check your employees in the restaurant for vaccination. So you can keep your restaurant open, right? And you can have completely unvaxxed employees. And let me tell you, folks, I work in the restaurant business. I, I hang out in a lot of bars and, and, and work with people and talk with people in this industry a lot. And I'm here to tell you, a lot of them aren't vaxxed. They don't want to be. This is this weird sort of chess game they're playing and not really getting anywhere with it. Because the other thing they've said is, oh, the other thing you can provide me is a proof of uh, negative COVID test within three days of whatever event you're yeah, going to. Yeah, they said whatever. 72 hours. 72, yeah. 72 hours, three days. They can't be a freebie. You got to pay for it yourself. <laughs> so that that's literally a rich loophole. Okay. That's a loophole for the rich people. It's like, yeah, cool, man. I'll just go. I'll take a $60 test. There you go. I don't yeah. get vaxxed. There's my proof that three days ago, I didn't have COVID. Don't know what's going on now. That's the weird thing. So that it, they've applied a cheese grater over it more or less. And it isn't a, in the strictest sense of the word, a solid health solution in tightening this net, but they've put the perceived social pressure on everybody. Yeah. And uh, when you even see it, I don't know, you probably saw it today on your Facebook feed. A lot of people are really up in arms about that because they feel like they're being forced. Yeah. You're not being forced. You just won't be able to do a lot of shit. You're being forced out of your fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no more fun for you. Well, you know, go back to television. You need to be programmed again, right? (laughs) Go back to television. You need to be programmed. Obviously, you're not with the, you know, you're not with the herd. Get back. We're going to keep you inside watching television until, you know. So you you, decide that you've had enough and go crazy. Yeah, we know until we melt your brain and you start thinking the way we do. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. I actually stayed away today. Uh, because it is a show and I was like, I'm staying away from Facebook. I, I went into market. I didn't even do my marketing today. I had a lot of calls coming in from, uh, bands and stuff that were panicking. We had a couple show cancellations actually, and we understand why, you oh, know, for sure. you know, and, and that's part of being in the industry. And right now everybody's suffering and it really did put a damper because a lot of these bands haven't done it yet. And they have their own reasons. And that is so cool. You know, everybody's entitled to this reason. It's still, this is still a matter of, of personal choice. 
we allow the artists that come on the show and, and we've had our very, you know, Provax artists on this yeah. show. And I, I, th- I, I think the ones that uh, are more, um, you know, pro-personal choice. Yeah. I don't want to use the word anti-vax no. uh, because plenty, plenty of people are about vaccines, but this one in particular is uh, giving them fits and starts. And if you look at the, you know, the history of it, uh, the numbers aren't good. I didn't say this to one of our guests who uh, had run all three vaccines because he figured that was the better way to go. Three doses, one of each. A fully FDA approved medicine or treatment. I don't know if you know this, but a, a fully approved FDA treatment has on average a 25% chance of ending up being black labeled after it's been gone through the full FDA approval process. So that's a, that's a one in four. All right. So if you spread your choices out three on a one in four, you're actually increasing your chances of having some adverse effect Yeah. rather than just picking and sticking oh, with yeah. one. Right. So somewhere down the road, they're going to be like, oh yeah, that one. Ooh, well, they did. They really said that there was some that if you had this, you're not allowed to do this. Like, yeah. So, mixing your shots. So, so yeah, it's, um, we're trying to be a, a neutral forum. There's a lot of debate, obviously. I don't have to explain that to people. They're mm. uh, in the midst of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about choice. I think it kind of kills me. <clears throat> the ones that do get like, all, and, and, I, and I'll say this because I have some nurses on my Facebook. The ones that are getting on there and throwing all these, you didn't take the shot. And there's pe- all these cartoons of people dying and stuff like that. Well, and, and, and that's particularly grotesque in my mind. If you're taking glee and at the fact that somebody who wasn't vaccinated died, that's a little bit grotesque. And that's the extremism side of this argument. And it's just as, as you know, as extreme as the, the other side of it, which is hard, harder for me to pick out just uh, off the top of my head. But that's that other slippery slope. It's like, okay, look, you know, th- there are people that on the base of their beliefs And I'm going to have to circle back on herd immunity here because obviously vaccines and this one claim to work on herd immunity. It's like that's what they were heading for. In fact, the WHO changed 100 years of science by erasing the fact that herd immunity can happen with natural immunity. And they just took it right off their page and said herd immunity is only available through vaccines, which is total fucking BS. You know, and that's part of it that's making people skeptical about it. There's been so much deceit and so much obvious manipulation and people say that you know lying in the sake of for health science is part of the public good because people just are you know largely you won't get to those herd immunity standpoints but we're getting there right and clearly what's happening is these vaccines which other scientists said this is a terrible thing to do is to partially vaccinate through the middle of a pandemic and mm-hmm. just continue it, it's what creates variants which is again what we're seeing because uh it was warned before by some scientists that we're virologists, not quacks. Uh, and that's the other thing. This is not a settled science. And if you want to, if you want to, if, if you want to if you want to pick a side in science, pick the side that has a predictive model that's working. So that's what makes okay? me angry. I'm, that's the thing about science. And, and, I, and I just want to be clear. The thing about science is good science can make models that make predictions. Yeah. All right. Models that make predictions that don't come true is bad science. All right. Yeah. So when you say this is going to get rid of COVID, 
all we need to do is get to, well, first they said 50, then they said 70, and then they said 80. And now it's like, well, we, I think we need to do this for everyone. It's like, look, your, your models are terrible. And the guy who said, do you know what's going to happen when you do this? You're going to get variants. And what's happened, variants, his model seems pretty good. Yeah. You know, so all you're doing is creating this real big problem with a bunch of variants that now you can track. Yeah. And now you're down this forever vaccine hole. And ultimately, you're never going to get rid of this, but you're going to make this cash cow for vaccine manufacturers. And if you look at what happened with AIDS, and Fauci was in charge of AIDS as well, AIDS started originally. They're like, oh, we got to make a vaccine. Okay, we, we don't want to go that far off a topic. No, right I'm now. saying this is the same playbook. <laughs> they ran the same playbook with AIDS. And this is what's going to ultimately happen. AIDS, they said, we need a vaccine. Then they came up with AZT and they said, oh, this is the, this is the, the wonder drug. So everybody made money off AZT and it wasn't really working. Then they're like, all right. Now we just need to find drugs to help you live a longer life and deal with your symptoms. Okay, so and that's where we're at. And that's where it's going to be with COVID. We just need drugs to help you not die, right? And the vaccine does that. So for high-risk groups, the vaccine does that. But then we need treatment drugs that if you get it and you see Trump got it, Rogan got it, large, quick, fast treatment with a whole bunch of stuff, knocks the heck out of COVID and that's where we should be with it rather than uh, creating mutations by this gradual vaccination through the. Uh... So before you cut me off and wouldn't let I me didn't talk. cut you off, I was finishing my thought <laughs> of 15 minutes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I love when I let you go. I'm like, I'm like, ah, anyways, my point was. Hey, how often do I talk on this show? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I let you do most of the talking between you. I've actually learned to back off. Uh, no, my thoughts were, and this is what I have to say, is I see this bullshit, trust your science, pr trust your medical. You know what? Anything in life fails. So for me, I don't always trust science. I'm sorry, I'm going to question it. If you're not questioning it, why aren't you questioning it? Why aren't you questioning the medical field? Because you know what? I've had stuff where things have gone very wrong. I've had friends get the second shot and die yeah. uh, that are 44 years old. I have had a family member die from COVID that was in their 80s, so not a shocker. I can't really say much, but a person close to me with DNA took their first shot and they dropped and almost died. They had to fight really hard to be here. So for me, that's another thing, is if I'm close in DNA with somebody and I'm gonna go get this shot and I'm allergic to everything. Yeah. And this was a fight that we had at the hospital today. I was dealing with the kidney donation. So I got my, I was supposed to get my package for pre-op. And pre-op means you're going to get your tests done up, your workups. And this nurse that's an assistant receptionist phoned me back and I wanted a letter of exemption for the shot because I am waiting to donate a kidney. Yep. In the beginning, they told me not to take the shot just in case there is a reaction to the drug. Yeah. And then what happens yeah. to my yeah, kidney? Yeah, it knocks you right off the list. Right, I'm done. Yeah. And so this friend of mine, Corey, I'm allowed to say his name, Corey Ferris, so another Corey. Yeah. He is on dialysis at home. Like this is not even an in and out thing. He's on dialysis at home. Yeah. The man needs a kidney. Yeah. And I'm trying to stay healthy and not stressed out through the whole process. And I think that we needed to do a show about this. This is definitely a part I'm going to throw into one of our other shows because it's like 17 minutes long. Whatever. But let's... Let's talk about this now because it really, we've not touched much. And now that I'm like actually dealing with the medical field, like today, she told me that I had to go get the shot. And I said, no, I said, I talked to your surgeon and your nurse and they told me not to. 
when I did my consultation because they didn't know what to do to me. Mm -hmm. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I'm scared to. Mm -hmm. And if a family member of mine had an issue, then why would I put myself in jeopardy if I already have reactions to flu shots? That's a logical thing. Yeah. And then it was almost to the point where I was fighting with this woman on the phone. And then they wanted me to rescan tests I'd done under a year ago. Yeah. And, and I mean heavy-duty tests. The amount of paper, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, there's no charting, right? No communication, no notes going, patient already done all these tests. Mm -hmm. They were trying to resend me for half the tests I'd already done. And, and let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, five CAT scans in a year is, or a year and a half, two years, is that a good idea to begin with? if you don't need them, yeah, right? So my lack of faith in the medical field started with COVID vagina. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, when, when I got pinned down by the doctor telling her I didn't have a freaking cervix and yet you still want to go to a pap test. Yeah. Like, come on. Or the throat, they did the nose thing too. She pinned me down. And you know what? In the beginning it was rough because literally they, I went in there for a bowel issue. <laughs> Because I ate too much cheese, which was only my own fault. You can no only imagine. Thing. Well, my bowels feel differently. Okay. But two weeks. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I think you remember how pregnant I was. I like, look, I was super pregnant. Anyways, they slapped a red COVID bracelet on me and put me in the COVID ward. And I was mad because I'm like, I don't have COVID. Why aren't you keeping me in the other room? I phoned the hospital and I, I actually talked to patient services. I said, your doctor pinned me down, shoved something up my nose, and then did a pap test after I told her three times. Not to mention when she was down there realizing I didn't have a cervix. That was fun. Yeah. So stuff like that, right? Not being able to have your families in the hospital. I've been in and out of those hospitals. It's dead in that waiting room. You know why it's dead, you guys? It's not just because you're scared. It's because there are, most of our nurses, I'll be honest, your frontline workers are standing around. I've been in the hospital and I've seen it. There's a lot more workers than there is patients, and that concerns me. I don't think we're being told everything. So make sure you start digging into it and having a mind of your own on that one a little bit. Because if you're in and out, the Foothills is a different story. That's always been a gong show. That's where your Tom Baker Cancer Center is. But when I was in Rocky View, I have been to Rocky View many times breaking things. And, and you know, like, not Why would sick. you go to a hospital and break things? Well, no, I broke myself to oh, go. That's right. what I meant, yeah. But I, I was at Rocky, and I remember that room being jammed back then, like packed. So let's take a really good look at that, you guys. Why are the waiting rooms empty? Not just because of COVID. There's something bigger and you need to start being alert. And that's what I'm saying. Stand up for your rights. You know, don't be stupid about it and go right in front of a hospital for people who are sick and need it. Well, yeah. And I, I think the people in front of the hospital, aren't those the healthcare workers resisting getting vaccinated? Isn't that Wait, Yeah, yeah, on? yeah, yeah. So down at City Hall, they had over a thousand March that were frontline workers yeah. on the double vax. Yeah. And the third. Yeah. So wake up. Wake up. Time to wake up, people. <clears throat> well, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I, I still think it's about choice. Um, yeah. The vaccination works. The numbers are in. Yeah, for sure. And that's it's fine. Reducing but deaths, wake up. Right. Um, so, you know, you can't say you can't say it's not uh, it's not helping. Uh, it's definitely helping. Oh, no, I'm and, not saying it's not <clears throat> helping. I'm just saying they're not paying attention. You know what I mean? When you started with Trust the Science, the other thing is, is that they've erased the natural immunity. So it just doesn't sort of exist in this equation or this equation for proof. So if you've had COVID 
you have a natural immunity and the research, you know, gold standard research coming out now is that it's probably about 13 times better than being vaccinated. Why aren't we making allowances for this? Yeah. So that to me is like when, when people are like, oh, trust the science. It's like, well, you're not even applying the science fully. You're, apply, <laughs> you're applying part of the science this is a, to This a, is what we think is going to happen, to a solution, but just kidding. <laughs> yeah, to a solution that already appears not to be working. Because uh, you look at things like Duke University and, and these universities, they're shutting back down again. Yeah. They've got 98% fully double vax students yeah. attending and 90, you know, 92% uh, for the staff. And- they're still getting outbreaks and it's outbreaks amongst the vaccinated. Right. So it's, <sighs> it's one of these things it's like, okay, well, what have we done here? Uh, now to be clear, those students aren't going to the hospital and probably even the fat ones aren't, but nobody's saying anything about obesity either. And that's the number one comorbidity. So why, if we trust the science, aren't we ex- at least getting out the comorbidity problem to people? Yeah. Why are people just going, holy shit, now's the time. If I ever wanted to go on a diet, now's the time, right? See, I started, this could save my life literally whether I'm vaccinated or not. Yeah. And, right? I, and, I, and I started like actually getting ready for this kidney donation has been like the past month while well, you've watched me kind of do mm-hmm. transformation. So I've been walking all the time, yeah. which is like the best exercise in the world, the best meditation. Uh, I've also been doing um, shakes, but it wasn't like protein stuff. It was all natural. So I was doing all vegetables and fruits and what a difference in my body. My moods are a little off right now because I'm going through a little bit of detox. So just warning you, everybody who does the detox, you kind of up and down emotionally because it does take a lot on your body. But it's like the feeling I get up. I'm not feeling waking up sick anymore because I used to wake up kind of nauseous in the morning. I'm not super starving. Yeah. You know, um, and my want for bad food is a little bit lower than it used to be because I used to love to eat like fat, mm-hmm. gross food. And now I'm just kind of like, Meh. yeah. So it's changing my senses actually and how I taste and smell everything. It's like quitting smoking almost, right? Yeah. When you get rid of the bad stuff, yeah. which I ate today because I had a rough day and I went and had Dairy Queen. I'm dying right now. My stomach's like I'm sitting at the studio going, my stomach's rumbling. But you know what? It was the best hamburger and shake I've ever had. <laughs> Because I had an emotional day. I'm a woman. What do I go for? Food is my first as a woman. And I'm and then I have ovaries, so I'm probably PMSing on top of it. Yes, I am super menopausal. See, I said menopausal. There we go. Yeah. And, and with for our that, listeners in Spain, Dairy, Dairy Queen <laughs> is a uh, exclusively Canadian burger chain that also has some of the best ice cream treats uh, uh, known to man. Their banana milkshakes are to die for. And it's real whipped cream. My favorite is the... Uh, Hot fudge brownie delight. Uh, you would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't <laughs> smile like that. Anyways, you guys, we're going to be starting talking a little bit more. We've decided to have a little bit of serious stuff sometimes. We can't wait for you to continue to join us. And yeah, come back and, and share it with your friends. And just really, we'll have Corey's views and my views. And we'll do a little bit more research. Corey's always, always researching. So not me, not so much. Just watch the news and then go pull everything off the internet after I don't believe them. (laughs) (laughs) But come back. Thanks for joining us. Jameson is just such a sweet, down-to-earth, kind-hearted guy. And I've never heard him refer to the situation as him. With You know, like, it's always we. It's always the team. His nickname is Coach. 
he looks at it like a like a sports team where yeah. he's the coach Casual. and we're the players and we're all going together. We're going to do this together, and it just makes for a a really wonderful uh, working situation, a really wonderful road experience. And yeah, from the crew guys on up to James's manager, it's like it's a family. And I've been told from people who've seen the show that it comes across that way on stage as well, where you it's, they're like you can tell that you guys genuinely like each other and i do i take at least a little moment every time we do a show to kind of well, look whoever's around doing your photos they're amazing oh well we're really lucky there are several people several people who've taken photos that i don't know but sony sends a content person out with us whenever right. they can so if, if we'll do three or four shows they'll have a it'll be it's a full bus we have five of us in the band we have a tour manager, we have a merch guy, we have a front right. house engineer, and we also have a monitor engineer. And then um, there's a girl named Emma Golden, who is just a raging badass. She's, she's the one that's probably taken most of the photos you've seen. She's early 20s and just has the world by the balls. She's a videographer. She's good for her. They're, they're all great, actually. Uh, Josh Holt is another guy that's been out with us. Uh, and Matt Bender is another guy. And in fact, I think all three of those people are early to mid twenties. You know, people who are just yeah. just creative, just creatively on fire. You know, this and so they, awesome. they put together. They'll do little video recaps when we do three or four shows in a row. And um, I don't know if you've seen any of that stuff, but I try to post that as much as I can. Oh, I look at all your stuff. Um, I'm like a stalker. I research my stuff. Oh, I yeah. stuff off the story today. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good to know. So yeah, so yeah, that it's the photos are. I mean, it's, we show up and they make us look like a million bucks. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty. Well, those pretty that crowd that you had at that one concert, like ten thousand people, is like nice. Oh yeah, the California show. That was yeah. That was, that was a really exciting night. Um, that was the, actually that was rec that was record release day for Jameson, and we were opening for John Party at a festival out there in California. And I, and you'll have to pardon me. I don't even remember. I, I, it's hard for me to know where I am today. I know I'm in, I'm in my <laughs> house right now, but <laughs> that old cliche of like, you know, where the front man forgets where, where he is. Like, it's absolutely true. Yeah. It, you really can you relate to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Starts to blend in and you yeah. go, you know, you, like at a certain point you go, what the fuck did I do yesterday? Where were you <laughs> yesterday? Like what happened to the record release day was really incredible. So the record, the record came, the full length, like Jameson's full length debut record. He had a bunch of singles and an EP and stuff out before that, but this is the first official full length album. So that came out and we got to play it. I think it was, I think it was closer to 13,000 people that night, if I'm not mistaken. And Sony set up an after party for us, which was so much fun. This will give you an idea of what kind of people we are. Are you familiar with the chain Dave and Buster's up there? Um, no. no. Okay, so Corey Dave might be out of line. No, no. It's a place in the states. It's basically like like an adult arcade. You, you can go get drunk at the bar, but there's also video games and ski ball oh, and cool. basketball and and, uh, and laser tag and all that stuff. And so this place. Wasn't a Dave and Buster's, but it was not far removed from that. They had bowling alleys, and they had they actually had a. Oh, a we have VIP a rec room bowl. like that. Yeah, yeah, we have a rec oh, room like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had a VIP bowling, you know, a couple bowling lanes blocked off for us in a separate place, and so we went and bowled a few games, and they had a nice spread of food for us, and then afterwards they closed the place down and kept it open for us, and so we we had uh, unlimited 
gaming cards. So we just went and played video games till about one in the morning and played laser tag. And it was like, I felt like I was a 12 year old kid again, but, um, but you were 50. It was just a really, uh, but I, but I was, but it turns out I was a creepy 50 year old at a 12 year old's birthday party. So, so Michael, um, can we bring you back? So I'm thinking like by, by the new year, we'll be doing our recap of the year. Can we bring you back and recap like December, January and put the shows out? Would you uh, agree to that? And if you ever come to Calgary, look us up and we'll meet up with you. Absolutely. And I would love that. That would be great. And thank you for your time. Oh, of course, of course. My pleasure. I don't. I, what, I'm, okay, so I'm, what links? To, sorry, not to cut you off. What links do you want our listeners to find you on? You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Michael J. M I S T E R M I C H A E L letter J. I, I don't know who this McKeel guy is, but uh, he shows up right now again. M I C H E A L. I don't know who, who that guy is. But, so, Mr. Michael J. Michael J. Official dot com is my website, and I think. Facebook is Michael J music. It, it's yes. kind of a little bit all over the place. And it's, I didn't realize my last name is very long in Italian. And so the middle initial I thought would be easier, but it's just created a whole bunch of other confusions that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so deep in it now that I don't, it's too, too late to dig myself out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're easy to well, post. Thanks for joining to us. On. The band that you're with right now, did you want us to pump their links as well? jamesonrogers.com for sure okay yeah. okay so yeah. there you go Canada I think yeah insane. And insane. we're actually insane as well in the US so we should get some good hayway for that for you guys good yeah no I, I, I think I think Canada's coming you know hopefully hopefully next year there's talk of uh, yeah there's talk of some overseas touring as well like Australia and some other things so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with all that but very exciting time very, very cool. And I think Jameson's next single is almost at number one on the Billboard charts. That's awesome. If, if it's the duet with Luke Combs called Cold Beer Calling My Name, and if it goes number one, it'll be the second number one single as an artist, and I think the third or fourth number one single as a writer. So Exciting. Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, thanks for joining us, and I can't wait to talk to you again, and I'll keep in touch with you, and I'll send you the links to the show when we put it out. Thank you. I feel like I just did all the talking. And maybe that's, that's what, that's what that's you're supposed to do. They don't want to hear us. They yeah. hear us all the time. They can hear us okay. on the stage. They get fed up with us. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you make this is how you make podcasting easier on yourself. So right? When you go oh, back okay. to do right. yours, yeah. Exactly. Just let your guests yeah. do all the work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, Michael. No, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I'll look forward to talking to you again sometime. Have a great night. Cheers. Thank you. You too. The Effing 40s is sponsored by the Blind Beggar Smokehouse. John William Wade and Associates. Comedy Tuesday Night. Swamp Donkey Amps. Tracks VR. One Wheel Services. Corner Salon. Dark Age Creations. Human Input. Magnum Auto Pro. And, and Buckle, Buckle Vodka. Vodka. Get, Get buckled. Hello? Hey, Aaron. It's Leanne and Corey from the Effing 40s. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, definitely. How old are you? Oh, geez. I got to tell you that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the effing 40s show. So we kind of uh, sculpt our, uh, well, all of our conversations around where you are in life. Yeah, we always ask how old well, you are. <laughs> it's fitting to the title then. I'm 40. Oh, all right. right on. Nice. Yeah. Right on. yeah. Nice. 
Bang on. And uh, congratulations on all your success. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're climbing. Where are you now on the charts? Well, I don't know. We go up and we go down. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> just getting by has been out for a while, and I, I don't think it's on the charts anymore, okay. so i got to get a new single going. Yeah. But uh, we have two done, so we're ready to release another one pretty soon. Is that going to be on an album? We're working towards an EP. The EP should be out hopefully by the summertime. Okay. And you're touring right now then? Or are you just doing gigs? Just gigging in Ontario here. There's a bunch of gigs on my website, Aaron Allen Music. You can go over there and check that out. But there, there's always a ton of gigs and we're updating them all the time. Yeah. So you're staying local? Yeah. Local, I think as far as we have is, you know, three hour span or something like that. Three to four hours, but they're all generally pretty local. Yeah. Just with everything that's going on right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a crapshoot. We're I, I've been fortunate that the gigs keep coming in for now, so hopefully, well, hopefully good. it stays like this because it, it's been good. And how long have you been in music? It's over twenty years now. So yeah, a long time. I've been putting out records maybe twenty years, but I've been doing music twenty five or so. Okay. okay, so you got into it sort of relatively late, like in your teens. Well, I was playing the bars when I was 16. Back then, you could. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was playing the bars at the age of 16 and been putting out albums. I think I've put out, you know, at least a dozen solo, solo-ish albums, like Aaron Allen or Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints. But uh, there's been at least a dozen before my new EP, Highway Mile. Holy cow. Nice. That's a nice, yeah. nice long uh, career in music. It's oh, always, very, very long. <laughs> and has it always been country? Is like that always kind of, kind of your genre? Or have you done rock and roll as well? Well, there's been some evolutions of it. Like I did start out in the punk realm. And then, you know, that was tough to be in a band. I've always kind of just played with members now since that, being in all the punk bands and everything. So at about 20, I just really got into folk music. And I started doing folk. And it led to blues and country. Generally, just acoustic music. Yeah. As soon as I put down the electric guitar and got out the acoustic, it was like a brand new world to me when I was about 20. So that's, that's kind of when it started. Yeah. And so what are your plans? Like, what are your plans for the future? Uh, just besides, like, releasing your, your new songs and stuff like that. Like, when are you guys going to be doing that? Probably the next month or two. I don't know if it'll get too close to Christmas and we might have to go over and uh, release it in the new year. If we can have it ready, I'm hoping a couple months. And uh, definitely it's about to dump snow, you know, here in Canada. So the touring will probably wait till after, but I'm going to be touring a lot this summer. I'm going to try to play as many shows as I can, as long as the world allows that. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully uh, Howard in Ontario's doing better or worse? Yeah, I haven't heard well, much. <laughs> yeah, I seem to think that we're doing pretty good, but I don't know. The gigs are opening up, but there's nothing big, nothing huge. Yeah. And, you know, I th I went to a show last week, and I bet you there was about 250 people in the bar, which it was a big bar, but that was nice to see. I haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. And yeah. do you guys have the mandated um, vaccinations? We do. Yeah, you got to show your uh, passport or whatever they call it at the venue. Okay, so that's a pretty good number for 
that we've had we've had a lot of issues in Calgary with a lot of the venues not 250 people with mandated vaccination cards <laughs> yeah it's kind no, of no they're pretty stringent us. here yeah they're uh, fighting it here <laughs> there's a lot of okay. uprising in the west right now i think it's gonna be like cowboys and they're gonna be taking everybody out yeah. like it's alberta is the last conservative stronghold for yeah for that school of thought yeah uh, yeah there's a lot yeah. of yay nay sayers right now so it's kind of crazy here it's a we actually have a female mayor for the first time yeah she just got oh really just got elected. wow yeah and declared a state of climate emergency yeah. in the city yeah. immediately yeah <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> welcome to calgary yeah. <laughs> the world is falling apart yeah. here legit yeah. when yeah. that happens to calgary yeah because we're i mean we're close to the Jeez. mountains right so we've got a pretty clean yeah. city too so it's very surprising yeah very surprising. holy cow yeah so let's talk yeah, about definitely. your like your career so 20 years you're married how long have you been married for well, we've been together 22 years. I think we've been married 15. Nice. Yeah. So she, she's been with me most of the way. And oh, nice. she sings with me a lot as well. So she's oh, that's great. featured on the records and stuff. And live, she's usually singing with me too. Oh, that's awesome. So that's a good yeah. relationship. So is that all you do is just music? Or do you have something else on the side that you do as well? No, I just do the music thing. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I switched over to full time. You know, just in the... Uh, just when COVID yeah, hit, I decided right. to go full-time. But yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, it's been good, and, I, and I'm able to do it. So grateful for that. Yeah, congratulations. That's uh, <clears throat> That must have been very uh, <laughs> uh, scary at a, a time to try. To go full-time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. But, I mean, we've already discussed I'm 40 right now or never. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? Most of the career people that we've been talking to um, in the music business – they're starting off in their forties, like mid to late. Oh wow! Okay. Well, they're seeing Not just me that. Yeah, they're starting to see more growth their, in their career. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. As an established artist, right? That somebody's been around for a while, they're seeing more of that now. Like we've got some older people I know, you know, releasing. I don't know. Forties a good time to pick up and start something new. I guess it's kind of the point. So, I how is your forties so. so far? How long have you been forty uh, for? <laughs> Since August. Since, oh, oh, so it's still early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still early. But <laughs> no, it's, it's been good. I don't mind being old. It's okay. Well, I've always been old, my wife says. <laughs> that's always a good thing to say. So can we, like, where can we find you for links and stuff? Like, where can your listeners find you for links? You can just Google Aaron Allen Music, and all the links will show up. Everything's kind of linked to that name. Okay. Can we bring you back on the show, like, once you release the new EP? Oh, I'd love to, for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll keep catching up with you. And, yeah, uh, keep bringing you back on when you're doing your stuff and see where your career's at. And hopefully one day we'll see you in Calgary if we're not all locked down. And... <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. There, it's. Uh, I think we're going to be okay very soon. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I hope so. Alberta's a little weird right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I uh, hope so. Thank you for giving us uh, your time. And I know that you've got a family and you want to spend some time with your daughter and we'll, uh, I'll send you the links when everything comes out and we get this awesome. out for you. Thank you very much for okay. joining us. Well, thank you guys too. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great night. You, Cheers, too. you too. Have a great night, Aaron. Aaron.